other opinions of the Powell River Community Radio. Welcome to Astrology Today, coming to you live from the beautiful Sunshine Coast in Powell River, which is situated on the traditional lands of the Klahomin Nation. I will be your host, uh, Maureen Reed, and I am an astrologer. And let's just make sure that we are live with my co-host, Jill. Hello, Jill. Hello there. Yay. Oh. We did it. Another successful start. Okay, folks, on today's episode, which is number 112, um, we are going to begin the countdown for next year, 2022. And uh, I'm trying something different. Instead of just sort of, you know, throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall called whatever is going to happen next year, (laughs) I've broken it into... Uh, I'm going to break it down for different signs. And uh, so this is going to work best for those who actually have their own chart and know what sign is rising. Uh, Because if you know the rising sign, then the information about, you know, where the planets are going to be in any given day slash month, year, etc. will fall in a specific arena of your life. And you can then, you know, sort of contemplate or, you know, make adaptions or take advantage of uh, different planetary positions according to where they're hanging out in your life. And so I've broken this down into three episodes. So this is the first. And what I'm going to break it down is using modalities. And there are three modalities, cardinal, fixed, and mutable. And cardinal, these are the folks that want to get stuff started. So they start with, well, actually, in the way that I've set it up on my website, I've started with Capricorn, just so that we break the the wheel a bit just so people get used to that uh capricorn aries cancer and libra those are all the folks that go off get it yeah, started just like to start stuff they don't always finish but. nope nope that's that's not necessarily their forte but getting it going yeah Pick things up, for yeah. sure. And so um, next week, we will do the fixed signs. Those are the guys that actually do follow through. And matter of fact, sometimes they forget to stop, and they can dig themselves down into a fairly deep trench and have no idea how to get out. But You and I wouldn't know anything about No, them. we wouldn't know anything about those <laughs> fixed signs. <laughs> and then, last but not least, uh, we will do the mutable signs. And so that takes us up to Christmas, I think. Um, and then the forecast for January, just the month of January, will come on January 1st. And we're thinking that two of those shows will be taped because we're going to try to have a life and hang out with family and you don't want to do a show on Christmas and on New Year's (laughs) well we might do it on New Year's I'm not sure New Year's isn't you know we're 
you know, the the hoorah at midnight. Yeah, that hasn't happened in many years. Well, that is true. That is true. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And what's interesting about today's show is there's actually something significant happening in the cardinal sign of Capricorn. Uh, We have the first exact kiss between Venus and Pluto at 25 degrees of Capricorn today. Um, And they'll spend almost the rest of this entire month in kissing distance. Uh, Yeah. And so uh, allowing all the unspoken, buried desires come forward so that they can either be acknowledged or transmuted or transformed or yeah yeah all that hidden stuff needs to just percolate up from the sewer into the light of day requires courage to take a look at it it does it does it does okay so against that lovely backdrop (laughs) (laughs) Let's look at the forecast for 2022 for the cardinal signs. Okay, so on, uh, and I'm actually going to share my screen. So for those who are listening, and if you have access to a computer, uh, then let's see now. Oh, what happened? Oh, there we go. Wrong screen. Stop share. Okay, so for those who have access to a computer, if you go to my uh, website and you go under the radio icon and you go down to episode 112, you too can look at these graphics as I as we talk along. So, and I think I might just leave this graphic up. I have other graphics below so that if you want to print off a page, because uh, you know that you either have Capricorn rising, Aries rising, Cancer, or Libra. And what you can see is between these four signs, they're squaring each other. And so, you know, what a Capricorn starts, Aries isn't entirely going to be necessarily on board. What a Cancer starts, Capricorn and them, they'll have to like, you know, figure out how to get along. Uh, so <laughs> the squares and the oppositions that uh, the Cardinal Cross form uh, will be very dynamic. Um, yeah. So folks that have this kind of a cardinal cross are, yeah, they get stuff done. They do, they do. Okay. So I can attest to that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I have a friend who has one of these too. And yeah, she's a dynamo. Um, Okay, so with Capricorn, if you have Capricorn rising, it shakes hands. In other words, when it finds planets in Taurus, which is its fifth house, Virgo the ninth, Scorpio the 11th, and Pisces the third, it can usually get on board with whatever those planets are doing and find, uh, you know, an economical and workable way to be with that energy. Uh, Where they run into trouble is with Sag, which is their 12th house, Leo, which is their 8th, Gemini, which is their 6th, and it can tolerate Aquarius, which is the 2nd, because they share a rulership with Saturn. Okay, with Aries, it can shake hands with Leo, uh, Sag, uh, which is the 9th, Gemini, which is the 3rd house, and Aquarius, which is its can't be its first house what am I saying must be 11 yes 
Aquarius, which is the 11th. Typo. Typo. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it cannot see Taurus, uh, which is the 2nd. It can't see Pisces, which is the 12th. It doesn't see Virgo, which is the 6th. But it can tolerate Scorpio, which is the 8th, because again, they share a rulership with Mars. Okay, if you have Cancer rising, you get along well with planets in Scorpio, the fifth house, Pisces, the ninth, Taurus, the 11th, and Virgo, the third. Um, Gets a bit confused when planets are in Gemini, the 12th, Leo, the second, Sag, the sixth, and Aquarius, the eighth. And last but not least, Libra. Libra can shake hands with uh, Aquarius in the fifth, Gemini in the ninth, Leo the eleventh, Sag the third. It cannot see, and so gets a bit confused, uh, Virgo the twelfth, Scorpio the second, Pisces the sixth, and it too can tolerate Taurus the eighth because of a shared rulership with Venus. So if you, you know, write down your rising sign from this page, then as we start to go through things, you can see, oh, that's going to be a bit awkward for me, or no, I'm going to be able to use that energy. Okay? That's a lot of blah, 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 isn't it? Anyway. Well, and also the degree to which you're able to use it well is um, probably depends on your degree of awareness. Yes, yes. Yeah, we were talking a little bit about that prior to the show yes exactly I mean and I think for a lot of folks who actually end up getting interested in this topic of astrology um, that is part of the reason why they're doing it is because they are trying to understand themselves and become more aware Uh, and it is one of many tools uh, on one's journey to self-awareness yeah yeah that's how I see it primarily is it's a very valuable tool in that and that's part of healing, really, is to become more self-aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the highlights, um, the first thing that, of course, uh, 2022, unfortunately, is going to uh, keep us all very aware of uh, is the continuation of the Saturn-Uranus kiss. Um, they have, by the end of this month, will have had their last exact kiss, but in September through October, they come close enough to be within a degree of each other. And so I don't it, think I'd call it a kiss, though. A square is not like a kiss. <laughs> okay. Well, she and you have a very excellent point there. <laughs> the conjunction, maybe. The Venus-Pluto thing. Yeah, that, was a, that is a conjunction today. No, it's true. So, you're not close enough. You're not in kiss and distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, the square is of the nature of Mars, which is knives are out, swords are out. <laughs> Yeah. Tension. If one's right, the other has to be wrong. Yeah, yeah. Tension with a capital T. So, uh, you know, fortunately for the cardinal folks, um, their connection to this square uh, is not direct for the rising sign. Now, obviously, if you are a fixed sign, moon or sun, uh, these two have been hanging out in Aquarius and Taurus. And so the fixed sign aspects of your chart, they've been experiencing this tension. 
And so unfortunately, it's still not over. And we won't really see it over until March of 2023 when Saturn makes its um, final passage and, you know, leaves Aquarius behind for Pisces. And then I suspect the tension will be noticeably change at that point in time. Yeah, so for Capricorn, this tension has been between your second for Saturn and fifth for Uranus. And, you know, so we're looking at, um, you know, how are you handling your finances, for instance, with children? That could be one way it manifests. How much money are you spending towards being creative to be playful? Uh, or for entertainment. Or entertainment, yep. Yeah. Um, and it can also be, you know, if you're in the romantic arena, then, you know, the tension is probably been really difficult to start a romance on. <laughs> you know, how much money do you throw at it? Or, you know, or why do I always attract men who have no money or vice versa or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting... Um, second, house, second house is also about values. And... Yeah. What do you value and... Yeah, and so that's probably been changing for these folks, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're being challenged to look at where they're dug in and holding on. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, so for Aries, this happens between your 11th house for Saturn and your second house. Um, you know, so Saturn is asking for uh, responsible, you know, to step up with you know to be there for your acquaintances your friends your groups your organizations so it's actually asking you to draw a line in the sand here um and then you know squaring off with well you know i mean we can have groups that we align with but we don't necessarily hold all the same values yeah so that could be an interesting one you know and how much do you support or yeah, I'm thinking, you know, what immediately pops to mind is what happened to the Green Party here in Canada, where there was this huge tension erupted around, you know, sh values that weren't shared. That's almost like this 11th second house thing. I don't know if the Green Party had a chart with Aries rising. Maybe it did. <laughs> well, and the other thing, because they're in fixed signs, the change can be very difficult, just... Yeah. yeah, you can be so entrenched and yeah. fixed signs are fixed and that means kind of they can get stuck. Yeah, yeah. So this can get you unstuck, but not necessarily comfortable. Yes, no, exactly, exactly. So one of the things that Aries Rising might take into consideration is to really notice if you're, um, you know, if you're sort of a creative person who needs an audience, because that's 11th house, with Saturn there, um, you know, are you actually pitching what you're doing to the right audience? So you have to take responsibility for that. And uh, yeah, again, with the entrenchment, that can be difficult. Also, Aries has a lot of leadership stuff. So you might be looking to take a leadership role in a group. Yes, yeah. And so you want to make sure, second house, that your values and their values, yeah, that there's an awareness there. Otherwise, well, it could blow up 11th, in your face. Aries 11th house. Yeah. Or Aquarius. And, yeah, and yeah. Taurus is the second, yeah. Yeah, so you're, you're trying to find people of like mind and you yeah. want to 
And of course, Saturn likes to be the authorities. So. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> leadership, can, and you know, if you've got true leadership ability, that might be seen as very valuable in that group. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay, Cancer. This falls, uh, Saturn is in your eighth, and Uranus is in your 11th. Now, um, yeah, having Saturn in your eighth, that's that's a tough one. This is transformation because there's been, you know, some a death or, uh, you know, the tax man fan finally caught up to you or you're going through a divorce, uh, you know. And so having Uranus squaring off, um, I don't know how helpful that will have been <laughs> or will continue to be uh, to have that... Um, uh, you know, you could get into this position where, because it's the 11th house with Uranus, where, you know, these are th my family and everybody on my team against, you know, whoever is in the Saturn court. And I don't know whether that's actually going to, you know, help you get through what has to change. But, uh, yeah, I imagine Saturn, for cancers, Saturn's this has been hard. Cancer is very concerned with family. Yeah. The so they could be the taking sides thing. Yeah. 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 Don't know if that's really helpful, but it is a square. So, yeah. Uh, definitely you'll be glad when uh, Saturn leaves Aquarius and that area of your life settles down. Okay, with Libra rising, these fall in Saturn's in your fifth. So, uh, you know, having to take responsibility for stuff your kids are getting up to or discovering that you're pregnant and you're having kids. Um, and with Uranus in your eighth, that could be, you know, challenges in terms of, meanwhile, you're taking care of an elderly parent, uh, that type of thing. Uh, you know, so... This would be fairly um, uh, work-heavy, I would think, this tension, you know, between yeah. the arena of children and the arena of people that are, you know, like taxes and death and transformation. And, and maybe trying to, like, fifth house is also creativity. Yes. And you may feel kind of stuck and... The, the actually the square might get you unstuck. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Or squares are, squares are not bad. They're uncomfortable. If you're willing yes, to go through yeah. discomfort, yes. you might find that you get unstuck and and actually, you know, might find new avenues of creativity. Good point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Using it to just shake everything up. Yeah. On yeah. a on an even more mundane level, this could be having a romantic liaison with somebody who is trying to take you for all your money, eighth house. Because no. <laughs> fifth house is about play and romance, not necessarily about the committed relationship. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, hmm. Interesting. Could, also be, could, could also be inheritance. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which would some, be... Some unexpected inheritance. Yes. Parents, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Didn't know that happen. great Aunt Maud had, yeah, chests full of gold mm -hmm. sitting in the backyard. Yeah. yeah. There was yeah. somebody, some relative you'd never heard of has left you in their will for some Yeah, reason. yeah. You know, I mean, never know how, but... Yes, um, especially with Uranus. <laughs> yeah. 
whatever we say, it'll be something different. Yeah. But, you know, that again could go back to freeing you up to be more creative in your, yes. you know, where yeah. you've been, I don't know. Yeah. No, actually, Libras of so far, they're kind of, well, I think between Aries and Libra, I think they're having an easier go of the Saturn Uranus than the Cancer Capricorn folks. Yeah. Well, particularly since you've got Pluto still in Capricorn. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, we'll we have a whole little section for poor Capricorns because it's not over till it's over, <laughs> and it's not over. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay, so the next guy that I focused on uh, was Mars, uh, partly because he will join the stress test. Um, in other words, stir up what we've just been talking about. Uh, so his stress test uh, when he goes through Aquarius is March 6th to April 29th. Uh, for Taurus, it's July 5th to August 21st. Then the big Mars story, though, for 2022 will be his retrograde in Gemini. Uh, Mars wants to, so this is things Mars does, start, cut, move energy dramatically, and he will be in a particular house, which is Gemini, for seven months. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just, just side note on that, Mars, before that, at the beginning of March, is conjunct Venus and Pluto. Yes, yeah. We Well, when I get to the Capricorn piece, yeah. Yeah, I've, going I've, to that party. So it's, yeah, stirring up yeah. what what she started. <laughs> exactly, exactly. When Venus started there, yeah. adding a little more oomph to it. <laughs> yes. Okay, so for Capricorn rising, that Gemini house is your sixth house. And so having Mars for seven months, be prepared to be madly dashing around doing way more than you ever thought was necessary or possible or that you wanted to be responsible for. Um, and while you're roaring around, you've got to be very careful of high fevers, cutting yourself, accidents because you're moving too fast, um, and trying to keep up with the changes in your daily routine. This will be pretty hectic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that is part in, in the middle of the eclipse season, too. So, yeah. 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 So, Capricorn, you want to pay attention to, you know, your health so that you can survive this frenetic pace that Mars is going to put you through uh, during those seven months. Uh, okay. So, for Aries, that would be me. Hmm. It's in my third house. So, um, you know, this is having community and um, the local scenario just go into overdrive. And uh, I suspect for people, it's, you know, um, again, not getting caught up in too many commitments. Uh, and it but it's also a possibility for learning new skills, because the third house is also about dexterity. Um, and so, yeah, for some folks, Aries rising, there's this opportunity with Mars there. Although you don't want to learn something that has to do with sharp objects. <laughs> that could be dangerous. I don't know. You could get into sword fighting, I guess. <laughs> but it might not be. <laughs> it might not be such a good idea. Yeah. Communication, though, you could find yourself being way too sharp. <laughs> 
oh yes. dear. Yes. yes. That's dangerous because I'm already too sharp because I have Aries yeah. rising. Yeah. yeah. So those Aries folks, yes, yes, do try to remember that your rhetoric is going to be very... Yeah, a little too incisive, a little too sharp, a little, yeah, you're going to want to, yeah, be really paying attention to that piece. Uh, could be lots of short trips. Again, you're going to have to pay attention to your driving skills. This is, yeah. Mars in an air sign, because Mars typically, it's, it's exalted in Capricorn, so that's an earth sign. So Mars in the air sign, yeah, sleeping could be optional <laughs> with Mars sitting there forever. I guess it would depend on how well-placed your Mercury is as to whether it... Yeah, uh, and, and, you know, what, whether you have planets in Gemini as well. Yes, yeah. Yeah, there's always other considerations. Oh, yes, yeah. So the folks who are probably least going to like the fact that there's seven months of Mars in Gemini will be Cancer folks. It's in their 12th house. Uh, you know, so Mars will ask you for time to cut open that which is hidden or below the surface. Uh, so it's opportunity for soul growth, but as, you know, that it could be rather... Um, in, well, I don't know, Mars and soul growth that, that yeah, uh, the fiery sort of retribution, no, that just, that, those two symbols just don't sound happy to me together. <laughs> Hopefully not a time in hospitals, prisons, rather spiritual studies are best. What's your take on a 12th house Mars Gemini seven month well, I, you know, it might be a good time to do some kind of moving meditation. <gasps> oh, excellent. Excellent. Like Tai Chi or. You're not going to want to sit still. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Mars, yeah. Sitting Mars, meditation. No. Mars really likes martial arts. It's their name. Exactly. Down. Oh, I like that. I like that. So being that it is the 12th house, which is a tricky placement for Mars. Yep. Especially in a sign that is not is forte yeah. but, it, but it is about the mind and so if you can tune your mind to you know being in the movement and yes yes with, um that could dance be dance could be another thing. option yeah because the mind is going to want to be so busy yes yeah and it will keep you awake at night so you'll want to find ways to center and yeah calm down. yes Good point. Good point. Okay. Uh, so, and the other thing that I said was the pen is better than the sword <laughs> for the 12th house. Yeah. It's mightier, they say. <laughs> they say it's mightier, but. And you can it, also use very sharp words when you write something. Yes, that's true. Especially if you're texting an email. Oh, yes, yes. And Mars in. in, in oh, Denver. oh, I never thought of that. Oh, Twitter and all of those social media devices for seventh months is just going to be bizarre. Not, oh. not because Mars in, in Gemini oh. tends to speak without thinking. Oh, God. Oh, no, act, help act us, with, help us. Acting before you think. So, oh, the world yeah. is going to be a gong show. It's it, it it's going to require, you know, some more discipline than <laughs> some people might oh, have. Oh, yes. 
Aries don't, you know. Yeah, discipline's oops. optional. Cancer, yeah. though, cancer is sensitive, so. Yes. Yeah. Depending on, and again, depending on what else is going on. Yeah, but well, yeah, yeah, yeah. These are things to keep in mind. Yeah. Is that those particular yeah. symbols in mind of, of Mars and Gemini, because, yes, you can. Yeah. You know, your mind runs away with you and you just think something and you want to do it right away without thinking it through. Yes, yes. So it's, yeah, it's just, again, it's about level of awareness. If you yep. don't, if you're not aware. Yep, yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's okay, so. The house can be useful because. Oh, it can be. Time out. So yeah. inner work. Exactly. Inner, inner work. Yeah, perfect. Okay, with Libra, Gemini is in your 11th house. Uh, and so Mars will be holding the sword of freedom. Uh, acquaintance, friends, groups, organizations. So you could be called upon to spearhead, like literally, um, you know, be the leader of a group uh, that's calling for freedom. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, also, so that's probably one of the more constructive rising signs to be able to take advantage of that Mars and Gemini. And leading, leading community-based um, groups. Yeah, you know, of, yeah, yeah. You know, like-minded people who want to come together to start something new. Yes, exactly, exactly. Okay, so the next guy that I looked at was Neptune. Um, and, you know, he's been lollygagging around in Pisces uh, since 2011. Uh, he will reach as high as 25 Pisces this year. Um, and uh, that's what, how, what degree he leaves on in 2022. Um, but what's more important with this Neptune is the fact that uh, Jupiter will be joining and then as we move into the year, in April, we have this mashup of uh, a bunch of planets all getting together, including the exaltation ruler, which is Venus, will be joining that Jupiter-Neptune. Uh, now for Pisces, um, we're going to just talk a little bit about that in a second, but just so that like for Capricorn, that'll be your third house. Uh, for Aries, it's your 12th house. For Cancer, it's your 9th. And for Libra, it's your 6th. So, I mean, there's there's going to be a lot of talk in astrological circles about the month of April when this all starts to really intensify. Um, we will start to get an idea just at the beginning of the year because uh, Jupiter goes into Pisces for good on the 28th of December, I believe. Yes. Um, and so we'll start to share territory with Neptune, but they all get this coming together. And uh, I know from a spiritual perspective, you know, I'll be sending out reminders to all the people I know that meditate, like major download time, major you know, energy uh, incoming, and we need antennas attuned to it to bring the energy down here into this earthly plane. But yeah. it also will have other uh, ramifications to it. About, yeah, I think it's about seeking truth, and it's your own truth, because that's the truth that matters. Inner wisdom is, an, yeah, is another one that um, 
uh, it, Jupiter is noted for. Uh, yeah, yeah. With the Venus Pisces uh, exaltation there, um, the other thing that comes to my mind is who's being born with that energy? Like who's coming in? That'll be just fascinating to see. Yeah, and I think it's interesting is that Pisces, of course, is a water sign. And a lot of people think it, that water signs are kind of wishy-washy. They're not like water's wishy-washy element. Cause it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it can put out fire. It can wear away the toughest stone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And saturate the air. So it is not a wimpy element. No, it's not. No, so, it's not. So having all that energy in the... What, what is classically the last of the, the water signs. Yeah. Uh, I think is is really, yeah, it's, again, we're looking at, again, Pluto ending its sign and Neptune getting to the end of its sign. And there's a lot of, like, coming to the endings of things here. Exactly, yes. And yeah. so this could be the great hose gets turned on to wash away... That would be well, nice. I think there is a great awakening happening. I think that's yes, part of that it. is that is the way a lot of people will be seeing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's 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 going to be part of it of more like really holding into your own truths and your own wisdom and your own yeah yeah. So for that uh, for Capricorns, the hope and wisdom of Jupiter that's your third house, so it will have a lot to do with siblings. Uh, relatives and your local community. Uh, for uh, Aries uh, in the twelfth house, that's myself. Uh, yeah, I'm you know seriously picking up uh, again on some uh, spiritual practices to do daily. Um, yeah, it's to keep that alignment strong and to keep um, you know Aries to keep yourself open to what's incoming. Obviously, it's possible with it being the 12th house for, uh, you know, if life has, you know, put you up against the wall where there could be this huge urge to resort to some way of escaping. That's going to be one of the downsides of April is (laughs) we could see quite a few people checking off the planet just because they're, you know, they're up against the wall and they don't have the awareness or the understanding or the support systems to help them work with this. The other caution with Jupiter and Neptune, especially when Venus joins the party, uh, is is the excess. Yes. Oh, um, yes. You know, drugs, alcohol. Yeah, exactly. And that's, yeah. Again, that's another way of avoiding escaping. Yeah. 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 So we'll either get, you know, huge groups of people waking up or huge groups of people descending into yeah no man's land which is why i think the whole going within is so important in this time and yeah really into your own inner peace that's going to be the venus yeah piece of it. yes you know, your, your inner truth your inner, inner wisdom your inner peace because yeah you know, if you're centered in your heart center and within you, that divine place within you, there's nothing to be worried about. Yes. Okay. So speaking of not worrying, Cancers, uh, this Jupiter Pisces falls in their ninth house. And so they may be called upon to um, 
really align themselves with the spiritual um, uh, group that fits them best. they may find themselves, uh, you know, wanting to move to the ashram or go to the monastery or because Ninth House is also about movement. Um, yeah, like to, to do literally do the spiritual journey. That would be Ninth House. Yeah. Yeah. Expanding again, awareness, right? The Ninth yeah. House is, you know, I, I think I know stuff, but let me explore further. Yes. Yeah. What Finding the happen. teacher, that could be another ninth it house might thing. just, you know, really expand how you perceive yeah. things. For Libra, it's falling in your sixth house. And so you may find yourself being the gift in other people's lives in terms of uh, providing that compassionate, empathic service. Uh, <clears throat> one of the things to be really clear with, though, is that you may find yourself unusually sensitive to anything toxic. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah with, with Pisces generally and Neptune, um, natural forms of healing are always the best because your body will Yes, tolerate. exactly, exactly. It doesn't tolerate the any of the chemicals yeah of any yeah 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 that, you know that's one of the risks of the, the whole neptune pisces thing is is poisoning yes yeah and so you know to be aware of your own health and daily routine but you're you can become a huge gift in terms of service to others uh with this particular time frame yeah and, and that's a better focus because otherwise you may get into, again, the the addiction. Yes, that's true. Sixth house, yep. Because that can affect your health as well, you know, if you go to that that realm. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, if you're, and that's part of the problem with the Pisces-Neptune thing is it, it does make you so sensitive that it's hard to be in, in a harsh world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so... There can be that desire for, let me out of here. (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. Okay, so Jupiter, though, doesn't just stay put in Pisces. He briefly pivots out of Pisces and into Aries from May 11th till October 27th. And he is going to really want to get things moving when he briefly taps into that Aries energy. And so with Capricorn, that could literally mean selling your house and moving. Uh, It could literally, um, uh, you know, be for some a whole maternal thing. Um, You know, you're having to deal with parents or becoming a parent yourself. for Aries, it's another makeover time. You've just had Uranus go through that first house a few years back, but Jupiter just may want you to, you know, get moving again. Um, Cancer, that's your 10th house. So this could be an opportunity to uh, really put in an uh, Aries-type fashion your ideas out there, um, Jupiter being the benefic. Uh, could be a chance opportunities for advancement and uh, yeah good time for business seventh house uh, highly recommend that uh, you renovate your relationships uh, with Jupiter there Uh, yeah 
bringing a fresh perspective to it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, openness and, you know, openness to new ideas. and Yeah, and to new people and... New possibilities. Yeah, yep. Okay, so the next guy we're going to talk about is Capricorn. Those wonderful people who have been, you know, carrying the Pluto banner since 2008. Uh, Pluto gets up as high as 28 this year. He leaves at 27. And of course, right now he's dancing with Venus. Um, and of course, he's going to dance with our neighbors to the south uh, all next year. Yeah, we don't necessarily recommend travel down there, but. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay. It'll be interesting times for sure. Yeah. Okay. So um, let's see now. Venus's. Uh, last dance, um, let's see now, her final dance with Pluto is January the 29th at 11 degrees of Capricorn. That's, I think, when she stations to turn direct. Uh, but she doesn't actually leave until March. But there is, what happens, though, is Mars catches up to her. Yeah. And so, uh, and, and Mars and Venus, they did this in the fall as well. Um, those two are going to hang together for almost two months um, where they're within a degree of each other. And um, it'll be better once they leave Capricorn, I think. Yeah. Although in Aquarius... It'd be interesting. They will certainly be, you know, having a convo with uh, Pluto there. Yeah, yeah. That's and good. in terms of Saturn's relationship to uh, Venus-Mars conjunction, yeah, um, that's difficult because those two just want to create, right? I mean, that's the, you know, the impetus to procreate and Saturn is like, no, this has to all be under control and yeah. Hmm. But the other interesting part of that is that Venus rules the sign that Uranus is in. Yes. And Uranus is the new ruler of the sign that Saturn is in. So, That's true. So, um, yeah. It kind hmm. of in, indirectly highlights the Uranian part of that. Yes. So one way that I put it is, so Venus-Pluto, deep desire to unearth toxic relationships, get them exposed. Mars wants to cut away unhealthy desires. And Mercury is, you know, going to make sure we hear all about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and because Mercury is going to retrograde and join the group as well. So that is, you know, the last week of January, first week of February. Yeah, that's, that's going to be. So for the Capricorn rising folks, you might want to book your retreat away from society right about then. <laughs> Just so that, you know, you're not in the gun sights of what, however that's going to manifest. Yeah. But, but interesting, because in, at the beginning of March, when, when Venus and Mars are both conjunct Pluto, Mercury's squaring Saturn. Yeah, yeah. So, well, fun times. Sort of, yeah. I, it's interesting how that's all playing itself out. <laughs> yeah, so for for uh, Capricorn Risings, uh, I mean, since 2008, you've had uh, an opportunity to really transform your way of being in the world on a really personal level. And uh, so with the Venus 
Capricorn Pluto thing right now. It's more about, uh, you know, what do you desire? What do you value? And who do you want to be with? And uh, yeah, uh, with Aries, this is your position out there in the world. Uh, so, you know, putting your message out there in a way that is in alignment with your truth, with what you believe, yeah, it's could be opportunistic in a way for business and promotion and advancement, <laughs> and but only if you're in alignment with what's true for you. But probably more so once Mars joins the party. Yes, yeah, that's true, that's true, that's true, yeah. Yeah. in your 10th house so yeah. that would sort of boost that and bring you know again that leadership that I got to find somebody to do my website <laughs> 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 although I don't know how busy I want to be <laughs> yeah. yeah so you know yeah. I mean, it's, yeah that's yeah. Mars that's the other thing I think is like the early con- contacts between Venus and Pluto won't be as intense as when Mars joins. joins it yes good point as, good point as Mars you know Venus is a softer more inward kind of energy really that's true that's true it'll be more yeah and Mars then it won't see the light of day until Mars yeah. hits it yeah it's yeah. not pussyfoot around this <laughs> exactly exactly so I'm just noticing our time and I'm going to have to speed things up. So for cancer, this is your seventh house. So your directive in terms of relationship, Pluto, Mars, Venus, Mercury, change, leave, or die. <laughs> Basically is what happens in relationship. You'll either change them, renew them, refurbish them, recommit. You'll Someone will leave or someone will die. Yeah. I used to use that. It was just terrible, <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> okay, for Libra, this is your fourth house. So um, taking care of parents, taking care of home. Uh, hopefully you're not living in a flood zone or a fire zone or any of those other kind of zones. Um, it's about real estate. So you have an opportunity here to go, you know, I just really don't want to live here anymore. And away you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, now, renovating, or renovating your space. Yes, or renovating. Exactly. Yeah, making it the way you need it to be. Okay, so the next thing I want to talk about really quickly is the um, eclipses. Uh, we're in for a full year of the eclipses along the Taurus-Scorpio lineup. And uh, so for Capricorn, this is your 5th, 11th. Uh, Those are considered uh, the great houses in a chart. And so the eclipses could be bringing really beneficial things into your life. For Aries Taurus, not so much. People could be leaving. Your finances could have a complete change up again. Uh, Cancer, again, 11th, 5th. um, You know, so some really positive things the eclipses could bring. Uh, Libra. Eighth, second. Again, this could be a hard year for those folks. Yeah, which is too bad. Okay, so Mercury retrogrades. He actually is trying to do it four times this year, and three is like enough already. He's a busy little guy. He is. 
he is. So his first set, uh, January 15th, starting at 10 Aquarius, going to February the 4th at 24 Capricorn. Uh, so again, uh, we've talked a little bit about, you know, him meeting up with the Mars, Pluto, Venus. Yeah, yeah. So I'd, yeah, book, also, I'd book holidays. I really would. <laughs> He's also also starting his retrograde uh, and squaring Uranus. Oh, of course he is. Of course he is. Just to add a little more excitement. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so for Aries, that's the 11th, 10th. Uh, uh, Yeah, so it could have an effect on your career. Uh, the 11th house, yeah, it's probably not all going to be all that noticeable. Uh, Cancer, 8th, 7th. This will be in the realm of relationships. Just remember, you want to double check what everybody means and what you're saying. Uh, Libra, 5th, 4th. Uh, yeah, so botches up around the home, 5th house children. Yeah. Uh, in May, it's... Uh, goes across Gemini Taurus, uh, May 11th to June 3rd. This is the 6th, 5th of Capricorn houses. Uh, so this will affect that work environment and uh, creativity. Aries, 3rd, 2nd. Uh, finances and community. Cancer, 12th and 11th. So time to take a time out. Libra, 9th. Eighth. Why does that not sound right? That's not right. Maybe it is. Yeah, ninth eighth. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. So those are the second. I should just post these because there's not really a lot you can say about them, especially when they're not all in one particular sign. Yeah. 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 I think so. And and you know when when it's closer to the time where we can have yeah. another. Yeah, uh, which will be, you know, more, more topical. People. Yep. Okay. So third one is September 10th to October 2nd. And the final one starts December 28th, just as we're heading out of the year. Uh, and that one is all within Capricorn. Yeah. 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 So, you know, it's kind of like, last year where we started the year with you know saturn and pluto and ended the year with (laughs) saturn and pluto again yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. you know the the tenor of the year though i think because jupiter in pisces um because jupiter is also it's wisdom but it's also hope and you know having it's it's looking ahead yeah and having it come out from underneath saturn's you know um limiting and um depressive nature (laughs) kind of bringing that energy that it it started you know at the end of last year when it was overtaking saturn that beautiful conjunction they had yes yes it's yep. about the light returning. It's about seeing the lightness instead of the light instead of the dark. Yes, yes. And right. oh, I know what I I remember now. What the I was listening to a podcast, you know, with the the Venus being exalted in Pisces. Well, that's the fertilization of spring. Yes. 
Yeah. And yeah, the yeah. Jupiter, the Jupiter in Pisces thing is also the the faith. It's about yes, it's that the renewal of hope that yes, there will be you know the sun will rise again tomorrow, and we don't always see. No, know, we don't. Things that are unseen, unknown, which is very Piscean, and that's when we have to have faith. You yes, know? we yep. have to believe. You know, it's about our beliefs, and it's exactly. believing in a positive future and a positive outcome. Yeah, rather Saturnian. Hmm, Doom and gloom. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Capricornian doom and gloom. You know? <laughs> um, so, Which, yeah. you know, <laughs> I can fall prey to way too easily <laughs> with the moon and Capricorn. You know, the only downside with Pisces is that the fear can get in the way. Yes, it can, unfortunately. So, you know, and that's the Capricorn thing to do, that fear. Yeah. So it's it's about, that's where faith, you know, you know it's looking at and when Venus comes in with, saying, well, we can find peace in this. There is peace. Yes. Just look within. There's yeah. peace there. And, yeah. and, and that's where you find that positive energy, that there's light. Yeah. We are light. We are light beings. Yes. We actually yes. emit photons. I mean, we are light beings, literally. Well, yeah. And, and there's, we're not actually concrete in any way, shape, or form. Although well, my bones ache and it sure not, feels darn concrete, but we aren't. <laughs> what we consider con- concrete is just our five senses reality, yeah. which is not, it's just very limited as Capricorn and Saturn yep. Yep. like to be, you know, it's put it in the box. This is taking us out of the box. And, yes. And the yep. possibilities are literally endless. They are. They are. Because we there's more we don't know than we do know by far. By far, yes. And so <laughs> it's expanding that awareness and that openness to anything's possible if I have faith, you know. And faith, yeah. They say faith can move mountains, and really, if we're told we can't, so we believe we can't. But, but no that, that sort of way of falling in step, typically only happens to those that are not on a path of self-awareness yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and that, that's where that becomes very important as, as as it is with anything that we look at astrologically the yeah. level of awareness will yeah will determine how that plays out exactly exactly you know, if you have a belief that oh i'm stuck you're stuck <laughs> so it's so it's interesting if we if we take a step out a bit um, and go, okay, so we still got that tension from the fixed signs between Saturn and Uranus, but between how much is happening in Pisces and the fact that we're going to get seven months of Mars in also a mutable sign of Gemini, yeah, yeah things are going to start moving again. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's, you know, I think that's what Uranus in Taurus is trying to do. Because Uranus shakes things yeah. up, yeah. You know, it it it's it's about you know shaking them up. If they don't stand the test of the shakes, then they come tumbling down. Yes, they do. So, they do, yeah. or get blown away as they did last night. Ian. And so there's going to yeah. have to be a, a you know, it's mutable is about changing direction, about looking. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, mutable is about change. Yeah. We tried that, and that didn't work. Let's try a new. Be open to new other possibilities. What yeah. else could 
do. You know, it doesn't have to look like we thought it had to look. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I think it's, it, you know, to me, I, I feel very positive and, and optimistic because things do need to change dramatically in, in, a, in a huge way. Yeah. And, this, and what's been happening needed to happen in order for that to happen. So, yeah. You know, because we don't change easily. Uh, apparently <laughs> apparently not yes <laughs> okay well i think uh that's kind of all we have to say for the cardinal folks now next week we will be focusing on the fixed folks which will be uh taurus <laughs> taurus and leos and scorpios and aquarians uh, which they have been holding down this tension or, you know, it's been majorly running through them. And, uh, yeah, we, we will be offering a little bit of respite, but, yeah. But then, of course, they get the eclipses. So, But we'll talk all about that next week. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, thank you, Jill, as always. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So we will be back again next week. We will, we will. Yeah. Um, And in the meantime, you have been listening to CJMP 90.1 FM, Powell Rivers Community Radio Station. Bye, Jill. Bye. (laughs) Okay, folks, we will see you next week. Morning stopped.